Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Time in Montreal, Alouettes leading the BC Lions 21-3. My goodness, fourth inning. Blue Jays leading the Texas Rangers 3-1. Tomorrow on 6:30, Chad. 4:30 countdown to kick off. The game is at six. The Elks will be taking on the Calgary Stampeders. The Elks trying to snap a 13-game home field losing streak and trying to beat the Stamps for the first time this season. It's going to be their last try. Calgary has taken the first three meetings, a couple of close ones, and there was a blowout win for Calgary back in July. Brandon Escott, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, all part of our broadcast crew for that game tomorrow, which uh, I uh, this, this might sound strange, and I, I don't mean to alarm all of you that I'm going to say something strange. I feel oddly optimistic about the game tomorrow. Now, I know the records. I know the struggles the Elks have had. Um, is it just that I feel that they're due? I don't know. The The gut feeling is the the home field losing streak will end tomorrow night. Just my, just my gut feeling. I'm not putting thousands of dollars on it because I don't have that much. But I just, I'm just feeling like something's going to maybe break here for the Elks, and they're going to get that win. I don't know. I'm a little nuts, as Trent Brown knows from James H. Brown, the title sponsor of this very program. Trent, how are you doing? Real good, Reed. Yourself? Uh, I'm doing well. We, uh, we were going to have you on yesterday. Uh, we swapped you, though. You were out. Uh, what, what were you doing yesterday? You were golfing somewhere? Oilers golf tournament uh, out at the Glendale, and I would have done your show because I love doing your show, but we were in the running for the win, and uh, we ended up winning it. Yeah, uh, we had Evander Kane playing with us, uh, and when he gets a hold of it, he can really hit it, and we had a great time. Great time out at the Glendale golf course. Uh, thanks to the Oilers uh, entertainment group, we raised some money for kids with cancer. It was a great day, and fun was had by all. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, okay. So you won it. So good for you guys. Uh, had, had you bet? Had you met Evander before yesterday? Do you want to know what they do? This little thing. Uh, it's a fundraiser for kids with cancer. They have an auction the night before, and so we had our pick of uh, of who we wanted to play with. And I wanted to play with Gainer because I like the way he plays. He plays with an edge. Uh, so we could have played with McDavid. We could have played with Drysaddle, but we took Gainer. Uh, because I heard that he could really whack the ball too, and uh, and we had a ton of fun out there. We had some good laughs, and uh, it was a really good time. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you contribute to the team then? Uh, jokes. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot of game, but I got a couple lawyers that can really play that play with me, uh, and uh, and I'm just uh, I'm just a funny guy. I hit an odd good shot. I am more lucky. Than I am good. I got young kids, eh? So I don't have a lot of time to golf. 
but I'll hit an odd putt. Uh, I'll crack some good jokes. And uh, that is part of uh, the the way we hire. Eh? Like you have to have a little bit of golf game so we can win some tournaments because <laughs> God only knows that I don't have any games. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Where'd you go to law school? Harvard. Oh, forget about that. What's your handicap? That's right. That's <laughs> right. The That's the way we roll. Yeah, oh. no, we got a couple of guys that can really play. And, uh, and it's always fun because like I always say, some guys say it's just about having fun. It's not about winning. And I always just say there ain't no fun like winning. And that's what we got to get back to here. Uh, City of Champions, uh, we got to start winning. I love what you said, that you got a feeling because we're due. That home win is coming. I hope it comes tomorrow. I'm going to take my daughter to the game. I'd love, to, I'd love to see them break this curse, get the monkey off the back. It's coming, right? We just need some breaks. We need a few things to go right. We need to get some turnovers. We need to play good on teams and hopefully score some points and uh, hopefully get a win on the board at at home, and hopefully there's a good crowd there. You know that I'm a big supporter of this team, and uh, and I love winning, and that's all I care about when I go to games. we got to get a win. Well, okay, a couple things. First of all, when it comes to golf, uh, I agree with you because sometimes uh, I, I might have a round of golf that – Obviously, I play for recreation and for socializing because there are some friends that I wouldn't see, perhaps at all, if, if we didn't golf together in the summer. But sometimes I have a round of golf that makes me feel like I should give up the game, and I'll be telling my mom and dad about it. My mom will say, well, why'd you keep score? I said, Mom, I can't not keep score. If I'm going to keep track of the good ones, i got to keep track of the bad ones because then the good ones feel even that much yeah. better. Uh, oh, you have some game. I have seen you at some tournaments. You can hit the ball pretty good, Reed. Don't tell yourself short. Uh, I try to keep it in play. Yes, it always doesn't. It, I'm sure it doesn't go far as a Vander Kane. If, I, if I'm playing well, it stays in front of me, which which is half the battle. <laughs> so, uh, but like Monday's game, let's just go there first. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, like, I didn't think the Elks looked nervous. They maybe didn't start great, but they responded. They had the lead at halftime, not a big lead. It was a point, yeah. but it was a lead. And then I just feel like usually it's the second quarter that bites them. It was the, the third quarter. I mean, block, punt, long return, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, not against a couple penalties. Like, it's just those – like, I still think it's five or six plays that's preventing them from uh, from winning here. And that's football. It's always two or three, sometimes five or six plays that uh, determine the outcome of the game. It, uh, football is a game of momentum. Big plays, that block punt was a big one that, that really hurt them. But, yeah, no, they are close. They are close to winning some games. You can see it, but they need some leadership. They need to learn how to win. Once you start winning those games, like it almost seems like they're finding a way to lose these games right now, right? You know, finding ways to lose instead of finding ways to win. And uh, and they need some leadership out there. Um, and they need to start winning a few games. Once you start winning, you get some mojo, you get a little bit of momentum. And and uh, guys start to believe a little bit. And uh, and they're, they are close, though, right? The defense is playing better. But, geez, yeah, no big plays and turnovers. That block punt hurt them. Plays that change the momentum of the game. Yeah. You've got to avoid those mistakes, especially late in the game. With like close, close games in the third and fourth quarter. Like, come on, that last home game that I was at, where, where they take the lead at halftime and then they kick it off and they let a guy run one back with ten seconds left in the half. Oh, the Saskatchewan game, yeah. Can't have it. 
can't have it, especially at home. You know, uh, and and you know what it used to be like. I mean, that was our house when teams came in there. You know, we knew it was our house, and it was going to be a long day for every team that came in there. And we need to get that attitude back. We need to own our home. Let's go, double E. Come on. I know, man. And but you, like you're touching on something that I, I've talked about, like for years on this this show. That like that mental edge, that mental attitude. And I, like we talk a lot about skills. Well, in football, tackling is a skill. Catching is a skill. In hockey, passing is a skill. Skating is a skill. But I think winning is a skill. And that, to me, that's a combination of obviously your ability, but I think also your experience and your mental strength. Like Trent, you can look at some games that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have played, and I could show you the box score, and you could you might be like, man, Zach Kalaros had like that's an awful game, or like they they had no rushing yards. Yeah, Trent, but they won, right? Because they yeah, don't give fine. it away. Yeah. They don't give it that's away. Right. They know how to that's win. Right. No, no, a hundred percent. No, you are preaching to the choir. That's it. That's exactly right. You got to find a way to win those games, right? How, how, whatever it takes. And I see glimpses of it, right? The defense will get a great turnover. And if the offense struggles, which can happen, and that happens on any team, on any great team, the special teams, the defense, you got to pick up the slack, right? And then if the defense is struggling, the offense has got to score some points. I think we need a little bit more creativity from the coaching and management uh, on offense. And then I think that, uh, that we need a few bounces. And then, you know, we just got to win a couple games and then we need to believe. And guys need to understand when plays happen that turn the momentum, you know, they need to feel it. They need to believe it. This is our game. It's our house. We're coming out of here with the win. I don't really see that right now with this team, you know, and, uh, and I hope it turns around tomorrow. I am with you. I know it's going to end soon. I believe it's tomorrow. Even if the guys don't believe, there's one guy that always believes, and that's me. I always believe that we're going to win. I always believe that we're going to turn it around. It's never too late. Let's go. City of champions, Reed. That's what we are here. We're champions destined to win. Okay. I want You, you brought something up there. Uh, you said you'd like to see maybe a little more creativity from the coaches. Um, Steve McAdoo is the offensive coordinator. I have been somewhat critical of him, in, even in 14 and 15, when they had great teams, that it can be a little bit of a, van- a vanilla offense. I mean, they, they do take shots down the field, but they like ball control. They like working the clock. Um, you know, when, you have, when you had Riley at your quarterback, it, it tends to work. When you That's played, right. yeah. okay, you, okay I'll, I'll let you jump in here first because it sounds like you want to say something. Then I want to ask you a question. Okay, look, so right now the type of creativity that you need is not because, right, you need the personnel too. But listen, you you got to mix it up, man. Throw on first down, run on second, surprise them. Get some motion out there. Get the guys moving around. The CFL is a unique league, right? Big field, you can move guys around. And uh, I'm really excited about this new running back they got. Looked real good in Calgary. And I've seen a lot of guys play over the last... 30 years but the guy's sort of built like a like a, like a thick terry vaughn really hard to tackle always makes the first guy miss bouncing around he looks like a guy that's built for the cfl he catches the ball well out of the backfield watch out for this kid they need to get the ball in his hands 
in my opinion, 20 times in this game. Throw it to him, shovel it to him, get creative, get the ball in his hand, and let him run. Let him do some damage because nothing takes it out of a defense more, right, than uh, – than, than a guy like that, making guys miss tackles, running it at him, getting him out on the edge, shovels, short throws, get the ball in his hands. When you got a guy that's got that kind of talent, you got to get the rock in his hands. Okay, well, now now you uh, you bringing that up made me think of another question I want to ask you. So you, you, were, you played safety most of your time in the CFL, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, so when a team had a dynamic back... I mean, yeah. I guess you would have played against pinball, but he maybe was even in his own conversation. But when a team had a dynamic back, how much, like, was that your responsibility as the safety? Was he the linebacker's responsibility? Or did, or did was that distracting to you as a safety covering the no, pass no. game where I'm like, I got to worry about this little guy coming out of the backfield? So yeah, you got a game plan for the strengths and weaknesses of every team that you got. Now, my job on the defense that we had back then, that was back in the 90s, right? So I sort of called all of the plays and all the checks for the secondary. And uh, But, no, we had a great defense. We never gave up big plays. And my job was always to cover up for guys, make sure that we didn't give up big plays. But typically, a back like that, you always have him accounted for. You know where he is on the field. you got your nickel back. We had a Sangor Mobley. We had a Willie Plus that would be that would be – designated for him now if the back would go deep they would just let him go and i'd always have their back and i would come up because we don't want teams what teams good teams do is when they know a guy like willie plus is on the back they empty the back out of the backfield right so you need a safety you need some experience in your secondary that sees that and 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 says i got him you stay in the core because that's where you want your linebackers you want your linebackers in the core you need your DBs in space, but I don't see that experience in their secondary and that's hurting them a little bit. I think Grimes coming back. I'm not sure when he's back, but that is going to help them, right? They need somebody back there that knows what they're doing, you know, because what I'm seeing there is I'm seeing breakdowns at key times, right? Guys running free guys running behind the defense. That's communication. That's leadership. That's experience. Right. And, uh, but uh, but I'll tell you what this uh, this kid that's running the rock for him now if he can stay healthy watch out because he could turn a lot of games around right a big play here 150 yards right yeah. if you get the ball in in his hands 15 to 20 times that guy's going over 100 guaranteed you know because well, he's breaking three or four of them right guaranteed. Well, he had 96 yards on 11 touches on Monday, and he had a 27-yard catch and run wiped out by a penalty. So, so there you go. Okay, yeah. you mentioned uh, you mentioned offensive play calling. So, you from your time as a defensive player, I'm going to throw this one at you because you you might say I don't know, Reed, or you might have a really fun answer. We we talk about sometimes uh, a def- a defensive player or a defense will make a play, and we say, oh man, it looked like they were in the huddle. They knew exactly. Did you ever have those moments like in a game where you just felt like we know exactly what these guys are doing? Like we're in the huddle. They got they can't think of anything that's going to crack us here. So 100 percent, because so the key to football, right, is there's tendencies. So if you watch film and we had Stubler as a D 
coordinator back then. And so he would hand us out sheets that had, when they're in this formation, 80% of the times they run this play. And so I would get in those sheets and I would call out the plays a lot of the times, right? I, I would be too far back to make a difference, but the Benny Goods, the Leroy Blue, when those guys know the plays up front and you're telling them what they are and then they run it and then they start getting scared. Now, that was my point. I'm, I'm going to circle back here about the creativity is we got to break tendencies, right? Teams know on first down, if you got a back that, like you just said, he almost rushed for 100 yards on 11 carries, McAdoo's the type of guy that's going to run him on first down, see if we can get him second and short and throw. And what I'm saying is why not play pass on first down, fake it to the back and go deep. And then on second and 10, second and long, you're breaking tendencies. The defense is expecting you to run on first down. They're expecting you to throw on second and long. And so you got to break those tendencies. you got to get in their heads, right? When they don't know what you're doing and you can keep them guessing, that is, that is what you want. You want to keep them on their heels. And, yes, the answer is great defenses. They know what you're going to bring at them. But most of the time, it's because you're playing within the tendencies that they've studied. So now we're over halfway through the season. Every team in the league knows that when we got three receivers on the short side of the field, first and 10, with the back right behind the quarterback, even in shotgun on first down, that we're doing certain things. 80% of the time we are doing. And so we need to be creative. We need to break tendencies think out of the box, moving guys around because that's how you're going to win games and make big plays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how you put that. So it, like, it's cause I know a lot of times fans get, it's like, they're like, call a trick play, you know? So it's not like, but it's not just trick plays. It's like, do just do a normal play, but not at the time the defense expects you to like, you don't exactly. have to do a triple flea flanker necessarily, but yeah. Yes. Yes. Now we're talking. And uh, I just, want to tell you and this is the kind of respect that i have for you that i'm at a retirement party right now for the first female chief justice in a province in canada uh on the court of appeal Catherine fraser and i was just about to get my food and i jumped out just to do your show oh my goodness well i didn't know that okay i gotta let you go then but thank you for doing that i hope you have a wonderful leave i had no idea you were you were doing that trent thank well thanks i'll let you run man and hopefully i see you at the game tomorrow Uh, hey stop by my suite i am with you and uh, i think i called the win last time on your show i'm calling it again let's go right we're right on okay pal that is Trent Brown, double E alum, 1993 Great Cup champion, calling the win tomorrow. He's at a special event, and he's coming on Inside Sports. That's incredible. Love having him on the show. And, of course, James H. Brown, the title sponsor of this very program. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. I got a text from Mooner. Not to that number. He has actually my phone number. Uh, no score. Golden Bears and Manitoba, eight minutes left in the first quarter at Foot Field. It is Inside Sports on Chet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, uh, we'll get a couple more comments from Dreisaitl and Jack Campbell before the end of the show. Elks getting ready for the game tomorrow against the Stamps. Adam Konar, linebacker, talking about seeing the same team four times. It makes them more interesting, I think, um, just because, yeah, I mean, you you guys know each other so well, right? You know you know all their players. You know how they play. They know how you play. Um, so, you know, it's about, um, like I said, it's like you make halftime adjustments every game, and you also make adjustments from game to game as well. So uh, it is it is a bit of a chess match, I guess, uh, in that sense. So it, it makes it more interesting just playing them more. You get get a better feel for what they do and they get a better feel for what you do a little bit there from adam konar trent brown was uh, talking about kevin brown well a lot of us have been talking about kevin brown this week i'll give those stats again six receptions for 51 yards on monday five carries for 45 yards so 11 touches that counted for 96 yards from scrimmage i was mentioning he had a nice play wiped out by a penalty as well in the second quarter it was a 27 yard gain so uh, pretty exciting prospect here for the elks quarterback taylor cornelius was mentioning that brown is still getting used to the cfl game yeah uh, it was funny uh, you know ante was joking with him about when did you figure out that there was only three downs out there um <laughs> And, uh, you know, he was joking around. He was like, shoot, it was during the middle of the game. You know, offense was running off, so I just followed them. Uh, but, no, uh, he's, he's progressing and he's learning uh, about, the, you know, the, the nuances of this league and different things like that. But he's done a really good job. Uh, you know, uh, he kind of surprised us as, as hell well. He picked up on things and learned the offense as quickly as he did and then comes out and has a great game. All right, and I can tell you the BC Lions just gambled on third and goal from the Montreal 7, and Antonio Pipkin was sacked. So nothing for the Lions inside the 10. About four and a half left in the third quarter. Montreal in control of this game, up 21-3 on BC. Okay, a little more from the Oilers skate today, and there's a big game Sunday afternoon at the JP Bowl. Wildcats and Huskies, Tanner Shaw from the Wildcats is going to visit with us after the 7.30 news. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.